up, everyone? This is the And Scene Podcast. My name is Matthew. Uh, welcome back to the show. I'm here uh, with the executive producer and co-director, Ray Simeon of And Scene. How you doing, man? Doing okay, man. Excited. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, you, uh, you just got done with auditions, right? Yeah, we did. It was huge. It was, we had 124 people oh submit, um, which was wild. Yeah, that that seems like a, a little abnormal for uh, a, a show in DC. Yeah, uh, like even even from an improv sense, we've we've it's the biggest group of people to audition for something for a couple years. Um, which originally we were just like, "Holy shit, what <laughs> just happened? And how can we do this?" So, uh, but we did it. In, yeah. In, in one weekend, essentially. So, well, well, what was unique about it is you had people from the theater world that were really kind of classical theater people and improv people. Yeah. Uh, was that kind of a challenge to to uh, audition those two kind of really opposite kind of sides of, of the performing arts world? For sure. Um, we knew it was going to be a challenge going in because the whole concept of combining improv and scripted theater is going to be a challenge. Yeah. But I think the coolest thing that happened was that even with folks who were, had no improv background, were so just like game to be mm. like, yeah, let's jump into it. Um, so some very basic, um, I guess like vernacular that we use in improv all the time, we'd have to kind of go back and just like, state exactly what we needed to happen and once we did that man some people's just their like in general improv chops were so awesome nice um, even if they didn't have like a formal like either at the washington improv theater or ucb or Pitt or second city background they were they just were able to kind of roll with the uh long form improv that we were doing in these auditions nice so what was really the kind of the format let's just say i walk into a room what did uh, what'd you see? Yeah, so overall, the moment you walk into the room, um, if you were going to be an actor improviser for us, um, which means that you're somebody who's signing up to learn lines if necessary, what we got out of you first was a 60 second monologue. So okay. we had each individual person kind of walk in, give a monologue, leave, next person, so on and so forth. After that, um, we brought everybody into the room and we did a very basic kind of improv warm-up, which were three-line scenes. Uh, and we called them heavy-handed three-line scenes because essentially what we wanted them to do was to establish the who, what, and where very effectively and efficiently. That allowed us to get kind of an understanding of, okay, who has the kind of like formal improv chops training sure. versus not. Okay and then be able to assess them for the rest of the uh, audition kind of in the right lens. After that, we jumped into scripted initiations. So the first line was something scripted and then the improviser was free to improv however they wanted. Like there was nothing after that and they would just go back and forth. And yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like so here's, I actually, I actually have some, so. Um, here, want to read yeah, some sure. of them? Uh, just yeah. All yeah. right. You know, my grandma was good for me, but 
She died when I was eight. It's good. It hardened your soul. Left before I was born. Told moms he didn't want to go, didn't want no more kids. That's right. That's right. One and done. <laughs> so it's it's basically you have someone with a script, and uh, and the but the improviser kind of pops in. Yeah. So that's that is really the the bare bones of the show. That's the very bare bones of the show. It's just like somebody is tied on script, and for this we just had like one or two lines. The improvisers just went and then they dropped their script and we just saw what kind of came organically. Nice. What we also did was we kept the same scripted initiations for every initial audition. And what was cool about that is we saw so many different ways to not only read the lines and which really showed up people's acting chops, but also like all the different options that were possible. Um, from an improv standpoint of just being like, oh cool, what if I'm a kid in this? What if I'm um, their equal or subservient or more powerful than them um, as far as a character type is concerned? So that was a lot of fun to just see how many different ways we could see these lines be done. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm sure um, I've certainly been in a, in a theater audition, but in an improv audition, is that kind of similar? To an extent, um, a, a typical improv audition, you're probably coming in and you're warming up, um, usually physically and then kind of like mentally, verbally, and then going into some sort of format. Uh, three line scenes are very are done very often, but usually you're moving into just a general open format. The scripted thing is something you would never see mm -hmm. um, in an improv audition unless it was a show specifically devised to have that piece. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, I was lucky enough to to sit in um, on, on one of your auditions. Mm -hmm. uh, it was in an interesting location. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that yeah. uh, without giving names of the actual, of the space. actual place. Yeah. So so it's a space where where uh, the Washington Improv Theater has like a partnership to do classes and other sure. things there. And so because of that partnership, it becomes easy. Uh, to book space. Um, however, it can be very interesting to some people because you're essentially surrounded by toys and baby toys and and it was a daycare. It, yeah, yeah, it, it was, was it yeah. was it had uh, like cubbies mm -hmm. and all sorts of things. When I first walked in, I went, "This this can't be it." <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is the first test sure. for people who want to go. be on this show is they have to first traverse through essentially this school daycare concoction of a place and be like, oh yeah, let me be serious. Right, yeah. Yeah, there, I do remember there are some very serious monologues and I'm going, there's a lion teaching you the ABCs <laughs> right behind you. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am blind to it because I'm used to it having sure. been somebody who teaches improv and, is, and has done literally improv classes in those rooms. So right. I'm blind to it. But I'm sure, yeah, it is pretty interesting. I tell this story all the time. On one time I was in, I was, I was taking, one of my teams was uh, rehearsing there and somebody who had like, always need to like fiddle with something the okay. type of person that a fidget spinner was literally made for <laughs> right like that person was up against like a cubby okay 
and grabbed something out of the cubby and just held it in their hands like it was like a little block or something. They held it and then when they turned around to put it away, it came out of a bin that said, needs to be sanitized. <laughs> we were like, all right, nobody touched anything. <laughs> Fucking don't even touch the walls. This is the type of daycare that like, a good room, everything's fine. A bad room in this daycare, they're shitting on the walls. Like, that's the dichotomy. Yeah, I, I needed to take a shower after, yeah. I, after I left there. Um, but, uh, you know, that as fun as that was, uh, I got to see uh, just a few people, and that was really cool. Um, what type of person were you looking for, really? So we have two tracks. We have what we call actor-improviser, and then improviser-only track. The actor improviser track are folks that like are most likely going to need to learn lines, mm -hmm. are going to be working with community partners, directors, playwrights, so on and so forth. And so we really need folks who could not only deliver the lines, but be able to be kind of on their feet thinking enough that if a line needs some sort of like delivery modification, mm -hmm. or once we're in it, there's a way to stick to the script but make it cohesive with what the improviser is doing. Like that to us was huge. So that's why we wanted to see what's their regular actor chops, come on in, show right. us your monologue. But after that, it was more improv than anything else. Yeah. Um, so that to us was huge. And we're gonna have like a core group of 10 people for that. And then from the improv side, we wanted to see improvisers who could take an initiation uh, that was scripted and on book be able to instantly get you interested and take big choices and do it believable mm -hmm. and have essentially a scene that they are filling half of on its feet and running yeah. from the moment it happens. Um, both of those things are extremely hard to do at the sure. same time. Sure. Which is why we like we're like, okay, we need to really see these skills in a confined set of time from the folks that we think can be a part of it. Okay. Um, you know, I a lot of people associate improv with comedy. Um, and but but there from you know, there's gonna be some dramatic elements to this. Uh, do you think that that might kind of help change people's minds that improv is, can also be dramatic? Yeah, I mean, I hope so. There's been a lot of good dramatic improv work done for the past couple of years. It's still been kind of just a, I guess just like writing under the radar. Sure. But it's done very well at a bunch of different places, but talking DC specific, because and scene is trying to work with the DC community specifically, um, some of the and some of the folks who have auditioned um, for our show have been on Citizens Watch, which okay. was dramatic on improv, though at times a little quirky. Depending, there was two seasons. They they did it for essentially I think it was two winters, um, where they had about six shows each. Um, we've also seen dramatic improv um, at Capital Fringe. There was actually a show called The Heist, um, and then improv in general has made its way into the the regular theater community. So especially when it comes to immersive theater. Oh, sure. Where a lot of immersive theaters will say, no, we have these two or three narratives happening. Mm -hmm. And then they'll bring improvisers and say, here are the narratives, here's the world we're trying to build. Can you fill it? Right. And a lot of the times, like, 
those are just regular grounded characters for whatever world they're trying to build. Um, and I guess trying to build is the important part there because right. what what the need is for those characters are, but it's not like they're cracking jokes. They're just kind of giving the audience another interaction point. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I'm very excited that this is going to, that the dramatic side is going to be part of this show. Yeah. Um, as well. Yeah. I think, I, th I think, and, and as of we're right now, like in the middle of sending out notices to people, on that we hope join the team yeah. and like the balance between who I think the like comedic ringers will be versus people who literally in auditions gave us goosebumps or like made sure. us want to cry is like so exciting. No, absolutely. Uh, can, can you give us any names? Can you tell us anything about who's going to be on the team yet? No. No? No. Ah. Uh, no names at this point. We like we're about two days away okay. um, from full names, full cast, full, you know, we're trying to do it correct theatrically. So we're trying to get headshots and all that other right. stuff. Um, but no names yet, but there are some super, super exciting people, which I think the DC theater community is going to be pumped about. They're going to be like, holy crap. I did not know that person also had this like improv skill behind nice. them. Yeah, we have, we literally have some top folks with like MFAs on board wow. to people who we've been like, damn, that dude's funny that I'm pretty sure at some point over the next three shows that we have will make someone cry and people will not see it coming. And they'll, they, they will be like, I thought you were the, just funny was your only like situation. And I think this cast has the ability to like do it all sure um yeah well that's that's great and, and you know one thing that is especially really cool um with the production team is, is that you guys really wanted a, a diverse cast yeah um can you kind of talk a little bit about that yeah i mean in general so Anstine, the the biggest thing we're trying to do is we want to partner with the dc theater community mm -hmm. right and a lot of times we'll partner with theaters and maybe they'll have their own actors, which is great. But if we partner with a theater and they don't have their own actors, or if we partner with a, a playwright who hasn't gotten their play picked up yet, right. we want to be able to do justice to the theatrical elements. We want our cast to look like DC because this is a DC specific production. Mm -hmm. like. And scene is going to be about made for like it's going to be the folks who make up DC. So we will have folks who grew up abroad. We will have folks who are from DC, born and bred. We'll have folks who have come from every aspect of America and who are now just like living in DC. Sure. Like for me, that's what makes DC really, really interesting, and that's what I think is an added component to this cast is that. We're going to have the opportunity to just like be able to tell stories from not only all of America, but from the the profile that makes DC special. Very cool. Well, um, so where where can people see this show? What what are the times? What are the uh, the, so, the dates? Yeah. So we have three shows confirmed so far. So our first show we're going to be debuting at the Source 
it's not theater. It's just the source, uh, but it's a theater. Um, <laughs> on in the location for that is 1835 14th Street Northwest, which is actually the corn. The the closest corner is 14th and T Northwest um, at the source. It's part of the Washington Improv Theater's Fighting Improv Smackdown Tournament, which essentially you will see four teams all doing long form improv and then the audience will pick the winner. Okay. After we get through the tournament portion, literally as they're counting votes, you'll see and see. We're the headliners for match eight, uh, which is where we, for our debut, we are match eight headliners for, and that's the 22nd of March, 3.30 p.m. at Source. $15 in advance, 20 bucks at the door. Um, so you will see four teams and then us. Okay. Um, and we'll have two other shows after that, March 28th at 9.30 p.m. and then April 16th at 9.30 p.m. And this is all at Source. All at Source, all in part with the Fighting Improv Smackdown Tournament. Very cool. It's and huge. It's, it's I, I've heard some great things about it. Yeah. I, I haven't... Is this the first... No, they've been doing this for a while. No, they've been doing this for like... Yeah. This is like 20 years or something. Um, it's it's been happening for quite a long time um so yeah it's it's a big deal within the improv community here there are over i think there's just under 90 teams this year wow and to put that in perspective most of the teams are four person teams so mm -hmm. a ton a ton of people a ton of great improvisers new improvisers people who just moved here from students to college teams, everybody partakes in this. Eventually, there'll only be one winner at Fist, but Ansem feels like they've already won because we'll be headlining three times. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. Well, very cool. Anything else that uh, that you want to talk about before we uh, end? Not really. I'm, mm -hmm. I think I'm excited. Like I'm hoping with our very next uh, uh, podcast, maybe we can set it up um, after a workshop after some of the folks have been announced because we're going to be announcing our casting really soon um and hopefully we can get other folks on here to not only talk and scene but maybe even do a little bit of improv um as a part of the podcast and that'd be super fun oh absolutely i, I think um, everyone would really kind of want a nice little tease of, of what they might be able to see yeah uh, now let's uh what how can you get to or i'm sorry um What's like the website that you can go to to get tickets? Yeah, so you can go to witdc.org. That's W-I-T-D-C.org. It's the website for the Washington Improv Theater. Um, you can get tickets right through there because um, it'll save you five bucks. Because mm -hmm. if you show up at the door, one, it'll cost you 20 bucks instead of 15. But two, it's probably going to be sold out. I'm just, right. every, I cannot emphasize enough that Fist is for us like, because I also work at the Washington Improv Theater, it is crazy. People want to win, so they invite everyone they know in a 50-mile <laughs> radius, and they make them buy their tickets because they stake their friendships on it. <laughs> uh, there is one person who I am not going to call out publicly, and she creates a listserv just for fists and will remind you every three days with gifts <laughs> highlighting like these are some of the most detailed and like intricate emails i have ever seen for anything and i was an accountant once okay 
But no, she will make sure that not only do you vote for her, but that you buy in advance because she wants to win. And this year it's gonna be even worse because there's two people who I think are the, like, there's two people on her team in particular who like are all about winning this freaking thing. So there's a chance tickets will be sold out just because they have made a super pack to just buy <laughs> seats uh, for friends and family uh, for them to win. So buy your tickets early and you can get them at witdc.org. Awesome, make sure you grab those tickets. Um, once again, I'm here with executive producer and co-director of Anne Scene. Ray, thanks for, uh, for stopping by, man. Thank you.